right, Scott. You're listening to Couchlock. Anonymous couch lock. Uh, I'm Steve Stebbing. <laughs> I'm Trevor Duick. This is crazy. This is yeah. This, um, it's fun. Oh, and we'll introduce our guests in just just a second here. Yeah. It, it's kind of it, it's kind of interesting though uh, how couch lock came about because yeah. uh, originally couch lock was basically Trevor and I trading off uh, writing, uh, doing written pieces uh, every other week. Uh, yeah, that didn't last very long. I well, think it I mean, went a couple of weeks or at least a month. Well, I mean, you know, life gets in the way. You you write for a living. Yeah. So I mean, that's that. I mean, just another uh, another project on on your on your shelf is just like, oh, I got to write more words. <laughs> so it, I, yeah, I mean, it, you know, things get few and far between. Life happens, and that this kind is, of stuff happens. This is just a better medium, to be yeah. honest. And, uh, and we just we love the name Couch Lock. We do. So we're like, we you know, let's do a podcast and just call it couch lock oh exactly yeah. exactly and um i know this is this is a like a true fact is that both of us missed uh this type of medium of just talking to each other over microphones back and forth because <laughs> we don't talk to each other any other time no. only when we have a microphone yeah it, it's tough it makes communication very tough <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's very free form which mm-hmm. is i what i really dig about this it's, yes we're going to talk a lot about cinema obviously and Probably other things as we go along. Hell, we could even talk about hockey one day. Why I not? Mean, who knows? Exactly. Um, but, but today's episode is... What it, are we doing? It, well, because, I mean, our, our Flix Anonymous has become more of a video thing. And we just wanted to just shoot the shit about stuff. And, mm-hmm. I mean, if we're talking about timing and everything of when this is coming out, well, motherfucker, it's Halloween. Yes. Right? It's the so, most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, it, it's it's evil Christmas. Uh, as other other people will put it but we're not alone uh uh, this this for this episode it's not just me and trevor um for the first time because he's never appeared on any netflix anonymous before in anything and i know you've been dying to have him on yeah uh we have uh one of the original league members uh and uh the the my co-host my my second my my partner for a podcast with that we have fuck we have like 70 episodes of it uh convicted cinephiles uh welcome maddie walter yeah i'm just standing like a creep in the corner just staring <laughs> at you guys it was getting uncomfortable Did you see me? yeah you know, it was getting super uncomfortable and I, I was like well it's it's about time we I, we bring him in we just mention him because then he's like beetlejuice he's just in the fucking room uh, yeah. or candy man yeah, or candy the, man yeah. no whatever you, know, you prefer I, I think candy man's a bit scarier i, I, I do to have to admit this. though i was i did want to just start like gabbing right away be like back on the podcast what, hey guys how's it going you know well because it's been a while hello internet yes if you haven't heard me on king falls am one of our favorite podcasts uh besides this one couch lock uh yeah yeah it's been a long time it, it has been a long time and like i said we have 70 something episodes of, yeah go uh, listen uh, to it cinephiles yeah yeah. Great. Actually, I I love that. And one of the inspirations for this podcast, especially today anyway, is 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 that show that you guys did mm-hmm. where you brought film to uh to a podcast and just talked about it, just shoot the shit about, oh, about movies. Exactly. And it, I mean, just like 
Flix and what had happened to Flix Anonymous and what is happening with Flix Anonymous uh, Cinephiles was a show that went through at least three different evolutions itself. I so. think we were getting the right one just before the end. Just we were kind of like fighting each other for the best movie. Pretty, yeah. yeah. That, yeah I, I, <laughs> yeah. Really, I really like that. I like one. that like setup. A, it's like a fatal because we were getting match. really tight. And we're like bringing the points and like bang, bang, bang. And then we took a little vote and then we decided who won. I think I won the last one before we, we quit too. I think so. you did. Oh, and we do. Which, I still have the belt. Yeah, you do have the belt. And which is, you know, what's really funny about that is uh, there is actually still an unreleased episode of yes, Convicted Cinephiles, which actually works works its way uh, well into uh, this episode of Couch Lock here. Do you want me to, to kick things off with it? Or, uh, yeah. Because um, we kick away. we had an episode. It was a Stephen King adaptation episode that we never oh. uh, that we never actually got to oh, release, and it was. Right. I thought it was the Academy Awards one, but that, no, no, that we got out. that one out. Yeah. Uh, it was it was you, me, uh, Gord, our buddy Gord, and uh, Stephen Scarlatta, who's the producer of Jodorowsky's Dune. That's and right. actually just released a movie, uh, a horror movie called Beyond the Gates with Barbara Crampton in it. Uh, so, I, Stephen, if you hear this one, we need a link so we can see this movie. What movie? What, what book did I bring again? Uh, we okay. I remember bringing. I brought Creep Show. Uh, did you bring Cat's Eye? No, no, no. Sco, um, the Scar. What's his name? The producer. Oh, oh Stephen Scarletta brought Scarletta. Uh, yeah, he brought Children of the Corn Three. That's right. Urban he brought Harvest, right, which was, was fucking Children insane. Children of the Corn Three. Gord brought Cat's Gord Eye. Gord brought Cat's Eye. What and, the fuck did I bring? Oh again? my god, Pet this, Cemetery. This, no, no, no. I don't even think it was an anthology. There was two anthology movies, and then like you know two straight across movies. And I, it wasn't Maximum Overdrive. It wasn't no, the cocaine-fueled no. No, expressway yeah. to hell, yeah. Yeah, because you know that, right, Trev? That Stephen King was really high on cocaine making uh, Maximum Overdrive. I wouldn't doubt it, man. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of funny that your lost episode of that podcast is a Stephen King episode. Right? Which yeah. does, it, it's fitting. I know Matt, Matty's just killing, killing himself trying, trying to absolutely figure it out. Go to the archives and listen to it. I it's, know, right? At some point in this podcast, <laughs> he's just going to blurt it out. Was yeah. it Shawshank? <laughs> no, it wasn't Shawshank. No, no, no. no. It, was, it was horror. It was straight it was across horror. horror. Um, but oh, fuck. It was The Shining. Oh, really? Oh, f- wow. Was it wow. The Shining? It, you know what? It's entirely possible. It, I think it, it was. was. Yeah, it's entirely possible. But uh, it, more than that being the lost episode of why I'm bringing it up, but I'd have to say Stephen King was kind of my first foray into horror because I was reading the books before I saw the movies. And, like, I even remember... That must have been a fucked up childhood. It was a very fucked up childhood. I'd read It when I was, like, 12 years old. So much that I remember... my The cover of my book um, was released after ABC did the uh, miniseries. Which wasn't bad. No, it's not... That was with John Ritter, right? John Ritter and Tim Curry and and Tim Uh, Reed and, and... The dude from the Waltons. Dude, oh, uh, uh, um, Thomas? No, Henry Thomas? No, no, Henry Thomas is the kid from uh, E.T. Uh, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about, John too. Boy. Yeah. John Boy. Yes, exactly. Um, but you remember the Tim Curry Pennywise, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, that was on the spine of the book. So every time I would read the book before going to bed, I'd have to turn the spine in and put it against the oh, wall. Oh, so you didn't even get the one where the hand was coming out of the grave? No, that was the hardcover. I do remember cover. the hardcover yeah. being that. But, I, I mean, I read shitloads of his books, and, um, yeah, I mean, yes, the, the adaptation of It was good. 
Um, the adaptation so good, of the stand. Though. I have to say this so good that I do always have to walk around greats because I'm always so scared that Tim Curry's going to be. You still have that stigma to this day. Eh? Yes, I, I have to go around greats because Tim Curry's like in there. And there is like a, we all float down, yeah. Living in the lower mainland as we do, there are a lot of. And of it was filmed here too. Was, yeah, <laughs> and probably now, and probably nowadays they probably have clowns in them. Yes. Yeah. Oh, by, evil, by evil now, clowns. Yeah. 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 But well, that's a stigma now in 2016, isn't it? That the evil clowns are. Everywhere they're yeah. all coming to get Where us. Did, how did that start? Part of me thinks. Part of me <laughs> thinks that uh, this whole thing about these clowns that everyone's seeing is is like guerrilla marketing for the new It movie, which doesn't come out till next year. Yeah, so yeah. Probably, at this point, uh, I th- probably not. Then I, I think they wrapped all the clown kids. posse poster the they other did. day, so they are they're back on yeah. tour. So and the, and this this the clown, are out. These uh, this clown <laughs> stalking has been as close as Surrey has been reported. Well, there's clowns all over Surrey. Yeah, uh, clowns. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a that, that's a whole different subject. There, yeah. some most of them don't wear face paint. They just wear <laughs> the attitude of life. Don't be scared of the clowns. Just think of them as misunderstood kids pretending to be clowns. Right, right. Juggalos. That, that sounds like we're giving them an easy way out on that whole situation. Um, but. Uh, Stephen King had to play into did it really play into your guys's uh, not real childhoods, but maybe like adolescent years, did, like any of the I, movies like I was, Carrie or any of that. I stuff? was a fan of Stephen King books as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I got into Stephen King books. I just I really enjoyed it. I remember reading The Stand really young. And that's that's pretty daunting book, like the unabridged stand. No the, this, yeah, yeah, there's two different versions. The other versions, uh, it's like twelve hundred pages, fourteen hundred. But pages I can't remember like exactly my first book. I want to say The Shining, but I also want to say Carrie. Carrie's very small. Carrie yeah. is like I, I believe Carrie's like two hundred and thirty pages or something like that. So I it's an easy one to remember. Up. But how I got into it, I do not know. Like I, I like I can't even remember how I got into horror. Like this is this has always troubled me. Like what first horror movie did I watch? And only thing I can think of is Howard the Duck. Oh, that's, not, <laughs> that's not a horror film. That's man. scary for other reasons. Yeah, yeah wow. And but, it wasn't like, Leah Thompson that like, scared you. I remember being at my grandparents' house, the mm. farm out in Alberta, and they had Super Channel, which was hard to get back. That's when you actually had to have a big ass satellite dish in your backyard. This was to predating the, the black box. Yeah. Or my dad back in the day in the eighties had this wire with tin foil on it that would connect to the TV, and he yeah. was able to get Super Channel that way. Ah. So they got Super Channel, and I remember seeing Nightmare on Elm Streets and the Friday the Thirteenth, and. Those classic 80 movies. Yeah. And fall in love of, with, with those. The slasher movies. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I remember the most. But with Stephen King, I would say my first real memory is just... Because this is funny. When you when we were younger, we, we got it easy. When we went to the video store, you never got ID. You could rent whatever you no, wanted yeah. in the 80s and the 90s. For sure. So I rented The Shining. Because I read the book, so I watched... That's, I think, was my first Stephen King movie adaptation was The Shining. And you were like, this is completely different. Yeah, I didn't even know about Kubrick at the time, either. So I just kind of watched it because I knew The Shining, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, this This, makes... Where are the hedge maze? Like, where's the lions that come alive? The animals that come alive. And the furnace that wants to eat everybody. And And Tony actually, like, is a physical thing. I, I, I kind of love that The Shining is so separate from the book because especially once you get into the like the making of it and everything because 
Uh, Kubrick, I mean, this was a hell shoot for him. He got saddled with casts that he didn't want, aside from uh, Jack Nicholson. Like, he didn't want Shelley Duvall. No, that's why at he all. slapped her all the time. Oh, yeah. He was he yeah. was heavily abusive to her on the set and everything. Wow, really? Oh, oh, yeah. oh massively. 60 yes. takes. Oh, yeah. Yelling at her the entire time. The, the one where Jack is breaking down the door and she's shrieking inside the bathroom, that was shot like 40 to 50 times. And it had to be a real door, too, because Jack Nicholson could destroy a fake door with like one swing because like he used to be a, yeah he was a, yeah. he was a uh, volunteer, volunteer fireman, fireman. Yeah. yeah um but the, the funny thing is is uh also kubrick started getting bouts of insomnia doing this film so he would phone like after meeting with stephen king and being like i'm doctoring your book and everything he was he would ask stephen king can i phone you like any time and he's like yeah sure whatever and he would phone stephen king in the middle of the night and ask him if he like believed in god and stuff like that <laughs> like ask him weird <laughs> questions wow. And I, I just sometimes it's just like the weird behind the scenes story, just how things get made. Like the I mean, the elevator of blood is not at all in the book. No, it's not addressed at all in the book. But it is one of the most iconic imagery you think of when it comes to The Shining. Yeah, but when it comes to Stephen King, though, he has his share of shit movies and he has a oh, lot sure. more shit movies than he has good ones. It's like, very true. For every Shawshank and Green Mile, there's like, you know. Christine's garbage. Like, come on. A sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers. Cat's Eye. Oh, man. The list goes on and on. Let's see. Um, Cat's Eye's got Baron Harkonnen in it. Needful Dream- Things. Like, Dreamcatcher. Hey, do not bash Needful Things. Needful Things could have been so much better. You read the book? It wasn't. The book was so good. The book's amazing. The and book I is so good. That the movie was really heavily edited, and there's like yeah. a director's cut somewhere out there. Somewhere, somewhere. Isn't that movie like 25 years old at this point? I would love to see it. Isn't it, there a statute of limitation of holding onto old fucking oh, footage? I wish I, I would love to see it and see if it changes because that movie was garbage. This is a shout out except, to Shout Factory, except for <laughs> Max von Sydow. He was a fucking amazing in that mm-hmm. movie. You know yes. what? Uh, Leland was it Gaunt? Uh, Leland Gaunt. Leland Gaunt. Leland uh, Gaunt. Yeah. yeah, and I. Well, Bannerman wasn't bad. It was Ed Harris as Bannerman. Yeah, uh, but it, it's weird because like he also had all the TV movies. Mm-hmm. Like he had the Tommyknockers, uh, an okay adaptation. So yeah. I mean, misses a lot of what the book was all about. Well, I was actually just talking to you about Tommyknockers a couple of weeks ago. I think yep. at the theater. Yep. Being like, this one's ripe for a remake. Why not? Yeah, Gary Sinise in the Stand. Oh yes. Good. And who who played um the Randall? Randall Flight. That was Rob Lowe. No, Rob Lowe was Nick Childress. Uh, No, it was Jamie Sheridan. Yeah. Jamie Sheridan was Randall Flagg. Then Matthew McConaughey is going to be playing him. Or kind of. No, no, no. He's playing Walter. It's the same person. Come on. There's the conspiracy theory. Is it, though? Once you start reading through the Dark Tower series, it seems like the same character. I don't think he is. I don't think. Unless they're amalgamating him, I don't see it. It could be like like a different reality version of Randall. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe. what's what's uh what do you think stephen king's best film adaptation is if you could name one off the top of your head that you think is your all-time favorite um, the world would say shawshank the world would say shawshank but if you do it right and you watch it in black and white the mist the mist is actually heavily effective and it's uh, amazing in black and yeah, white. Yeah, I, I I went mm. and bought that exp- that yes. uh, collector's edition Darabont DVD. Purposely made that. That's why the blood effects look really shitty mm-hmm. when you watch in color because he made it to look like really good in black and white. And if you watch in black and white, it's amazing because it's like a classic fifties monster 
horror movie, but with one of the greatest and saddest endings of all time. I don't want to spoil it because it's kind of a newer movie, and you got to watch it, but it will destroy you at the yeah. end. Yeah, well, because the actual story, because it's a short story, it comes yeah. from the Skeleton Crew collection. It's the one that starts that book, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have an ending. It just has an abrupt yeah. uh, uh, quit to it. But if I'm going to have to say, like, my all-time favorite cheesy Stephen King movie... Don't say Running Man. The Running Man. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> well, that's Bachman, right? It it, but it's nothing to do. It's nothing it like counts, the though. story. It I still know. counts, yeah. It still counts. You know, it's his ghostwriter name. And they couldn't make the real Running Man now because no. of the whole sensitivity to planes and 9-11 and all that stuff. Yeah. Because it has a major sequence where the guy crashes a plane into a building and they just... The world's too sensitive, and it was foreshadowing reality television essentially oh, yeah. 100%, as well, right? Yeah, the, the, the TV or the movie, not even the TV movie. The movie actually does a good job with that. Um, it's no RoboCop. Don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> wait, what? What? Because the RoboCop, like, like, if, okay, I'm, I'm way off topic, but in RoboCop, <laughs> wow. there's a scene where they talk about World War Three for like five seconds, and then they talk a minute about like some stupid commercial, like some product, which is just right. amazing. That like that that little subcontext oh, the, the, is the, amazing. The life satire, yeah, right? the life yeah, satire. Yeah. But anyways, if they, I wish Darabont would make the long walk. He's been talking about that one, and that one could easily be made into a good movie. It, it could be. Again, you're dealing with uh, adolescence and guns and, and violence and stuff like that. And that's the reason that, that the other Bachwin book... It's kind of fitting reason, then, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, well, it's also the reason why Rage never got made into a movie. It's true, but you know, it gets into that whole... like. Rage deals with high school topic where people just can't ignore something. They no. should talk about something. No, that's why the golden age of horror was like 70s and 80s, because there wasn't oh. all these brutal sensitivities that we have now, because people are very fucking sensitive right now. Know. Everyone's going to get triggered you, by something. Do you think horror films nowadays are sensitive to that sort of thing? Uh, I feel a bit of sensitivity. Like, if you kill a kid in a movie, it, it's tough. The mainstream. It's, it, the mainstream the independent stuff, ones can get away with that's so right. much good stuff. Wingard with uh, You're Next and, and stuff like that. Feast, yeah. That was <laughs> great. Yeah, but I mean, let's just say, let's say that John Gulliger hasn't made anything good since, but... Prana 3DD is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Piranha 3DD. I yes. can't take that seriously. I've heard that's actually pretty decent. I can't it take is, it seriously. I, I like the first one, the 3D, 3 yeah. double D. That's, I watched re- really recently, within the last four weeks, and I. No, that's the point, no. though. It's supposed to be so stupid. The best part is David Hasselhoff yes. in that movie because he's just an asshole playing himself. Yes. So I, that's funny, but uh, I think it's harder to make Stephen King movies now. Uh, I find kind of finish off what I'm saying about Stephen King. He got me into horror, but it will definitely it and Dark Tower will definitely tell if the audiences are still interested in seeing Stephen King. Mm-hmm. But I say they're few and far between and being made these days because, I mean, he's had so many books in the last 15 years to come out and none of them had been ad- adapted. Like The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon, a really fucking good book, they had- could make a really good movie, but it's just been. They had the uh, Kennedy miniseries, 11, uh, 11 22, 63, yeah. which is a great series. I heard it was good. Yeah, but 
I the mean, the book was excellent. The book. I never excellent. read the book. Yeah, the book I never read really the good. book. But under the dome got way off topic. It went under the dome seasons. was never good. No, I never liked it. And the was book it? was uh, garbage. Oh, was it? Oh my! Gosh. You couldn't do that. I don't know why they did that television show on a Simpsons. Did dude, it. dude, <laughs> yeah. The, here, I don't care if I'm blowing the the the, the big huge plot. I, if I remember what the huge big plot twist was at the end, it was essentially it was like metaphysical be- beings playing with us like toys. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was, right? Yeah. It's the the low men, like yeah. in Insomnia. It was and, like they uh, figured it out, and they're like, they're just fucking with us. They just yeah. wanted to see what we would do. Yeah. And it was like, okay, okay, that's what you want. I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like some of some of the adaptations aren't getting the funding, aren't getting the push. No. Uh, I think uh, it, because it was high profile before, and now it's going to be high profile again with with uh, you know it's been in development for the last four years and now finally halfway through shooting yeah. the dark tower ron howard's been developing it for so and fucking they are long. doing the tv and, show and the movie yeah, which yeah. is so weird i don't understand how they're gonna do that but i mean the other ones beside that was uh cell which came which went direct to dvd and blu-ray DVD. recently that's with john cusack and and samuel jackson uh, which I, at one point Eli Roth was going to direct it. Like it was going to be a higher say, profile as movie. A book cell was fun. It was like a back to his old roots of just being like silly and fun. Like yeah. they get a phone call and they go crazy and they come yeah. after you and it was fun. It was gory. It was crazy. And you're just like, okay, okay. I get I, yet this. to check out the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I think it's, it's, it's few and far between unless you have a massive name that's going to pick up and, and produce this movie. Um, my favorite Stephen King movie, I'll throw this in quickly, was Stand By Me, which, oh, yeah, that's, Rob, that's, which that's, Rob Reiner directed, yeah, right? That, that's definitely he directed solid. two movies. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's Shining because it's Kubrick. Shining, just a Kubrick guy. The Shining because we don't get sued. <laughs> oh, but I think Kathy Bates and Misery is like one of the all time greatest villains, mm-hmm. Stanley or Stephen King villains oh, ever and, brought to screen. And Kathy Bates did two Stephen King adaptations yeah, as well. Dolores Claiborne, Dolores Claiborne as well. So, yeah, I mean, when her Academy Award, uh, Academy Award, and she went back for seconds and got fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so what were, like, what was something that scared you or something that, that harkens to your childhood when it comes to uh, horror? Um, well, I guess we'll start with me. I, I, it was funny. As far as my first horror film that I watched that absolutely scared the shit out of me, because I, I grew, in a, grew up in a fairly religious home. Okay. Oh, yeah. And so to watch horror films, you either did it at a buddy's house or you did it when your parents weren't around, right? <laughs> and so sleepover at a buddy's house, uh, his mom rants this movie called Star Crystal. <laughs> what? Yeah. I've never 19, heard of this 1986. I'm telling you, check you it out. Me, you've honestly stumped it's, me. It's it's the year 2032, and they go up to space, and they <laughs> they're looking at Mars, and and they get in their spaceship, and they're about to head back to Earth, and it's all of a sudden this alien being takes over the ship, and the rest of the movie is this like intense film of this alien being chasing him around in this uh, uh, spaceship. It's kind of like the movie Alien. <laughs> Which was what was it? What was Alien originally called again? We uh, uncovered it in one of our uh, Cinephiles episodes. Star uh, Beast. Star Beast. That's what. Star Beast. <laughs> Star Beast. <laughs> but, uh, but as far as my favorite Halloween movie would go, it's uh, <clears throat> it's probably the Monster Squad. Oh, Monster Squad, which yeah. is like a great pairing of a great writer and at the time like a fucking fantastic yep. director. And I still drop the line, Wolfman has nards. Wolfman has nards, yeah. It's an iconic line. You know, and it's funny that we started, we talked about Stephen King earlier and then we moved on to, to this one because 
uh, there is like kind of like reference between them because uh, Richie in it is scared of the teenage werewolf. The werewolf in the in the, oh, the high yeah. school Leatherman's played Leatherman's by a young Seth Green. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's 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 really kind of a, a funny correlation. But the Monster Squad is like is like the Hammer mon- the me, Universal Monsters it Avengers. Was like Who Framed Roger Rabbit for monsters? <laughs> yeah, it totally is. Because you got like when Who Framed Roger Rabbit, you had the Disney, you had the Warner Brothers, you had like Betty Boop, you had all that. But then this, you had. All the Universal monsters, mm-hmm. all which, in one movie, which they they had to be really careful of uh, because they couldn't do all like yeah. exact replicas of the Universal monsters because they didn't want to get sued. Yeah, so that was kind of interesting. I think uh, TriStar Films is the one yeah. that yeah. that did it. it right? That's true. So, yeah, uh, yeah. who is uh, owned New by Columbia. World Cinema? It was a Roger was Corman it? production. Oh, was it? Oh yeah. shit. Well, and it's really funny because uh, what's the time period of Monster Squad again? It starts in like old like 16, 1700s or 1800s yeah. or something like that. And then it flash jumps to the eighties. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, it's funny cause Decker, the Fred Decker who directed the movie, uh, right after before, it? before it, cause there was the graffiti, the monster squad, right? Yes. Or something on the wall. Um, did an homage movie right before that. I don't know if you ever saw it called uh, night of the creeps. Yeah. There's a scene in that movie where he actually references the Monster yeah, Squad. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's in graffiti on the wall. The yeah. Monster Squad lives or something like that. Something. Something. But, but, oh, but Night of the Creeps is a treat, everyone. Oh, that is a, just a fantastic oh, treat. I love that movie. Brain slugs. But <laughs> it, it, it's funny because, I mean, Shane Black wrote that, wrote the uh, Monster Squad movie. Yeah. Uh, who now this year had a one of my favorite films of the it's year. In my the top nice, five. Guy, nice Guys, which is just so great. But where the fuck is Fred Decker? Like, seriously, I, I think he was writing something recently, and it was like, holy shit, Fred Decker. But anyone who makes RoboCop 3s, their career is done. I guess so. And yeah. Especially the fact that uh, um, RoboCop 3 was made under the impression that Peter Weller was going to come back and play <laughs> RoboCop, so it wasn't. It was Robert John Burke, who was bigger than him, and still had to squeeze his big-ass body into Peter Weller's he, The only suit. reason why, because he had the same jawline. Oh, but just, but it's so funny, Peter Weller probably got the script, and he's just like... Ninja cyborgs? No, <laughs> that's just uh, just complete stupidity. But so because you came from you know a religious, so when did you get exposed to movies like Rosemary's Baby and uh, Exorcist and, and stuff that that, that goes on the seventies? Yeah, that goes on the devil line. You know what I mean? Oh, like, those those were always the scarier movies. You know what I mean? Because as a church kid, Sunday school kid, you're watching movies about you know demonic possession. And like, oh my hell. god, that could happen to me. <laughs> I'm watch. It could happen to me right now because I'm watching the movie. Um, yeah, man, it was in the late eighties, nineties. Uh, my parents kind of lightened up a little bit. Okay, and and I was always, uh, for instance, Saturday nights. I had a TV in my my room at a young age. And uh, I'd watch, you know, the old Saturday nights would be, um, let's see, Nightmare on Elm Street. There was a television series. Yep. So I I watched that for a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, then some of the movies that would come on to Super Channel, my parents weren't paying attention. I'd watch that. So, yeah. yeah, So it was, you know, it was still, you know, around 10, 11 years old. Uh, To answer the question from before, Fred Decker is writing uh, The Predator with Shane Black right now. That's right. That's right. They're doing the next Predator movie together. Nice. So Monster Squad Reunion. Yeah, man. Yeah, Reuniting. Man. I could see him doing like assistant, uh, second assistant director stuff like that. Yeah, doing the B team. Yeah. You know the kid who plays Horace in the Monster Squad? Apparently he's dead. Really? Oh. Yeah. Died oh. of ammonia. Wow. Oh. Now you know. When was that? 
a few years ago, 1997. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, rest in peace. Almost and uh, years ago. <laughs> another little piece of useful information. The Wolfman was played by John Fries, who was also Uncle Rico in Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, shit, yeah. He throws a stake at Napoleon Dynamite. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but otherwise, most of the actors in that movie really haven't really gone no, on to do no, much. No, no. Because it, it literally is like a cult hit, like a, a, a massive cult hit. Yeah, it was only in the theater for two weeks. Mm-hmm. It made $3.7 million, not even a quarter of its budget. It's a it shame. Bombed. It's a travesty. It, and you know someone's going to remake it. Yeah, I mean, adjusting for inflation, too, when that movie came out, 3.7 is probably... Still travesty. It should have done better. now. Fred Decker never got a chance, you sons of bitches. <laughs> Maddie's still angry. But every that? kid... Night of the Creeps is a... Genius movie. <laughs> Maddie is the head of the Fred Decker fan club. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fred D, man. But, okay, uh, kind of kicking off, like, I started an interesting conversation. What was the first horror movie that, that yeah. creeped you out or scared you? And uh, I remember going to a friend's birthday party. It seems like that's the common ground is going to a friend's birthday party yeah. and watching a scary yeah. movie. I watched Ghoulies and it creeped the hell out of me. Remember Ghoulies? Yeah. Ghoulies? Little, little summoned creatures. It's because he's coming guy. out of the toilet, right? Yeah, it's that motherfucker. That damn fucking cover. That Leonardo fucker. DiCaprio was in that, wasn't he? No, that was, was Critters. Critters, three. Critters, that's right. Critters Thank three, you. Yeah. So who was in Ghoulies? Like nobody. Like really? absolutely nobody. I believe the lead girl kind of looks like a it's like Jennifer Connelly, but funny wasn't. how just the cover can affect you. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I remember the house cover with the hand, the disembodied yep. hand, written by Fred Decker and the Chud, <laughs> the Chud. Oh, cover. Chud! Yes, with Daniel Stern. Yeah, Daniel Stern was in Chud. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, Ghoulies was also another New World film. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, so another. I mean, it's got Corman written all over it. Um, but I, I mean, the not the director is not known. The the actors are not. I mean, the None. director the director is a uh, uh, Italian. His name's uh, Luca Bersovici. Oh, it's, it totally looks like an Italian. Oh, it's movie. massively when Italian. You, when you look at it now, you're like, yeah, that's Italian. Oh, it's partially like uh, giallo a bit. Yeah. In it. It's got the you know the leather gloves, gonna strangle Some somebody. Uh, Michael Desbaris is in it. Oh shit! Airwolf himself, Michael Desbaris. Hey. Airwolf is a Airwolf good show. Airwolf is the shit. I loved Airwolf. I'm surprised they haven't made a movie or a, a remake of uh, of Airwolf. Have Airwolf? Because people or, don't think helicopters are cool anymore. I guess uh, Apache helicopters super aren't cool helicopters. <laughs> the the super supercharged Apache helicopters. No one likes them. Um, but I remember seeing a direct to video uh, version of a in '95 of a movie called Rumpelstiltskin. Oh yeah, I remember that. Also. One. Ended up creeping the hell out of me, but this was before I really had my horror legs when I was like really like feeling because I, I I think you know a couple of years after that once once I'd been exposed to like like real movies and got like really into movies like I am right now I think that's when my horror my real horror thing kicked off and I was mm. like able to appreciate stuff on a better level yeah one that scared me when I was really young Candyman. Oh, Candyman for oh, sure. Candyman. Be careful, Tony don't say it. Tony Todd's that amazing. And Hellraiser, the melty goo phase when the guy's coming back when he gets regenerated. <laughs> Hellraiser has a line that's it has a, a thing that scared me when I was younger and then that I laughed about when I was older. Uh, because yeah, the guy that comes back to life is like the main character, one of the main character guys, yeah. Frank. Frank. He comes back and uh, Ashley Lawrence's character goes up and, no, not her, the, the evil one that's sacrificing people. 
for the box. Mm-hmm. She goes upstairs and she's like weirded out by this thing crawling on the floor. And she's like, what are you? And he's like, don't you recognize me? Yeah. It's me. Yeah. Frank. Frank. <laughs> You're like, no, you have no skin, man. Yeah. How does she recognize you? Oh, Bone structure? Like, are you fucking kidding me? But yeah, I mean, Clyde Barker. See, I, I lucked out growing up. I had an older brother, so he mm. wanted to fuck with me. Like, he's just like, hey, buddy, want to come over here and want to see this? Here's Hellraiser. <laughs> he oh, talks Hellraiser. like an old news teller. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Sal, you want to come see a movie? Well, come see a film, man. Well, he seems like he's trying to, like, he's like a barker. He's like, he's like come on, come on, come yeah, We got some good some wonders for you to see. But he, he, he I think he wanted to show me because he, he loved horror, but I think he also wanted to really fuck with me. He wanted to really damage my mind but it didn't really work but there was the no. two movies was like Candyman we rented together and it fucked with him too like we were like scared of that shit like mm-hmm. holy crap like he's yeah. gonna come after you and then Vanessa at the end too she's gonna come after you yes so yeah. watch out what's his name Xander Berkeley Xander Berkeley Xander Berkeley did you guys ever do like the uh, thing where like you watch a movie like Candyman or other films and you go into the bathroom you turn off the lights and oh, you go of course, Bloody sure. Mary or whatever yeah. it was we did oh, yeah. we did Bloody Mary we did Candyman we yeah. did it all nothing yeah. happened technically but... I should have all of those motherfuckers and Beetlejuice after me at this point yeah right? Beetlejuice <laughs> is protecting us that's why <laughs> that, that's probably <laughs> it exactly uh, but on the, the subject of scary what was the first thing that really disturbed you in a horror movie Uh, there's got to be some disturbing shit you've seen um mentally i would say it's a john carpenter movie and i'd say in the mouth of madness fuck yeah yeah at uh, the end when he's just laughing at the screen yeah that yeah how the because the the girl the i mean spoiler alert but then oh fuck that movie's like 20 it came out 95 years old yeah um it the girl turns on him yeah at the end and like turns into this weird dog beast yeah, it's fucked up. It's when totally he's getting right up. down the hallway, yeah, and the thing's chasing after him. You're but like, "What the fuck is this thing?" It's not even that. It's the it's the part when he's trying to escape everything. When he's basically like, "Fuck up, fuck this, I'm done. Yeah. I'm getting out of here." And he gets on the bus, yeah, and he falls asleep on the bus. And there's a guy whispering to him, and the guy, the guy, he's like, "You're gonna wake up, and everything is blue." And then Sam Neill wakes up, and every he can see only see things in blue, and he just starts fucking freaking out in the middle of his bus. And I'm just. It was always really fucking unsettling for me. Mm. Um, it, it's funny that both of the ones that really fucked with my mind at a later age and, and scared me both have Sam Neill because I would also <laughs> say uh, Paul W.S. Anderson's Event Horizon oh, Event also Horizon. fucked with me too. Oh my god! It was a combination of horror and sci-fi, which are two of my favorite things. So, yeah, yeah I that was a well-made movie. Yeah, the only well-made movie of that guy's fucking no. career. No, no, okay, don't say Mortal Kombat. No, Soldier. All right. <laughs> Okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> Fuck that. Kurt Russell is the shit in that movie. I, Kurt, I do agree Kurt Russell's the shit, but no, not Soldier. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Death race. <laughs> oh, God. So what was the first movie to fuck with you mentally? Um, I could never go into a pool after Jaws. So anytime, oh, Jaws, that's that yeah. music, everything. So if you've never swam ever again, you still don't well, even swim. like I'd go to a pool as a kid, thinking that there's probably sharks that live. You know, where the, where does the water come? Probably comes from the ocean somewhere. So maybe there's like a direct pipeline to the ocean, and Jaws can like swim that pipeline and get into the pool. I was a fucked up kid. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> still now, you're like your kids. You're like, don't get in the water. <laughs> no, Jaws likes chlorine water. <laughs> Well, I've already kind of touched mine. Mine would have to be... Excuse me? 
<laughs> he touched was touching upon his, mine. He was oh, touching his the whole my time. My disturbing thing where I have to go around right. sewer grates because yep. Pennywise is yep. going to be down there. Yeah. But yep. I also have to always have to make sure my closet door is closed because of Monsters, Inc. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The really? monsters are going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Pixar. for some reason, I always have to have my closet door closed because I always think something's going to be in my closet and it'll get me if I leave the door open. That's affected me since I was a kid. And I don't know where that came from. So it's just an ism. It's like my yeah. thing with birds. I, I hate birds. I think all kids have just a dark places. Uh, um, That's fine. Stigma that always that'll always. I mean, it's either under the bed. It's in the closet. It's uh, branches tapping against your window outside. It's 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 a combination of just the unknown. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fucking sewer grates, man. Yeah, man, you don't know what's in there, especially as a kid. I'm trying to think of something else, there. though, that's something that's really disturbed me in a horror movie. Well, the funny thing Oh, about- face stabbing. Anytime face stabbing <laughs> happens. <laughs> and I managed to keep bringing movies to Maddie, which had just, like, gratuitous face stabbing. Like, I believe we uh, went to the Rob Zombie Halloween 2 in two. theaters, and there is, like... Multiple six or seven, There's like six or seven stabbings. Yeah. The poster of the fucking movie has a face stabbing in it. <laughs> and, and now, what song's ruined for you? Night and white, nights and white satin. You can't listen to the moody blues without thinking of a guy getting stabbed in the face. Like, that's just fucking that's, <gasps> that's a stigma. Awesome. That is a fucking stigma. And then, what was the next thing? I'm like, oh yeah, then I went the next day or something, I went and watched. Fury, and there was a face stab in the first two minutes of Fury. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck off. <laughs> Uh, well, that's fuck. the that's the go to place. That's the soft tissue. You go through the eyes, the the mouth, everything, uh, right? <laughs> and in steps. horror, you know what? Honestly, in horror, I don't know why the face wasn't a target more often uh, than it has been in the last 15, 20 no, years. No, Jason like groins and Jason, crotches like, groins, a lot. Yeah, uh, and he, necks and necks breaking necks, cutting yeah. necks, chopping heads off, all that kind of stuff. Uh, okay, hey, here's here's just a consensus one. So. Who are the who are the big slasher killers? It's Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, uh, Freddy Krueger to an extent, even though his mo is quite different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, well, let's throw monsters and let's throw Pinhead in. Uh, I mean, there's a bunch. Candyman, Pumpkinhead, Pumpkin. Who is the ultimate for you? I, I for me, it's Jason. One hundred percent, Jason Voorhees. I do believe he has the highest kill count right now. It's got to be. It's got to be him. Yeah. 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 Him or uh, the hatchet guy. Oh, Victor Crowley? Victor Crowley. Oh, man. That's a good one. Fuck. I totally forgot about Victor Crowley right Those there. Those trilogies are so good. <laughs> who's your, but who's your favorite monster? My favorite monster? All? Favorite monster? Like like classic monster? Yeah, let's any say let's, monster. any monster. Okay. I like uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, like going I, back to Hammer and uh, and uh, Universal and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, but just uh, but as far as like recent, like childhood, like eighties, nineties type, uh, you know what? Freddy Krueger scared the shit out of me. I was just that was just oh. weird. Don't go to sleep, man. Mm-hmm. And you would have nightmares of you know Freddy Krueger because mm-hmm. you want you just watch the show or the movie and then you have a dream about the him that night and you're like, fuck. Seen a nightmare that still gets me to this day and it's not even the fountain of blood coming out or like the the glove coming out of the bathtub or anything it's when he's going down the alleyway and he's scratching the side yes, of the his arms get all super long yeah and he's scratching oh it gets me it just gives me shivers you've heard about the inspiration for freddy krueger right no that uh, west craven west craven was reading a story uh that came out of vietnam about uh this uh this kid that um that was having night terrors 
And he kept going to his parents every night being like, I'm scared to go to sleep. I don't want to go to sleep. I, uh, there's something that's, that's tracking me and, and coming after me and I can't see it, but I know it's coming after me in my dreams. And every time I close my eyes to go to sleep, it's coming after me. So he was trying to stay awake, trying to stay awake and, and, you know, drinking coffee, you know, uh, you know, cause it was like in the seventies. So, you know, a lot of upper pills and stuff are easier to obtain and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, he, basically died and his parents watched him die in his sleep thrashing around his room and then he fell over had a heart attack and died night terrors man night terrors and so that inspired west craven and he to also make... used his childhood bully too didn't he yeah it was named was, fred krueger fred krueger yeah. yeah oh to yeah, make there you that. go and how badly they fucked that up on a remake holy shit they, they should have just ended it with new nightmare because that movie was brilliant it was absolutely brilliant. They should have, they, you know what? They shouldn't have really gone much farther past the first one because the second movie is an unintentional gay. It should have gone one. <laughs> it is three. It is. If you watch that one. It is three was really good. Dream Warriors was really good. Mm. The rest was garbage. But it's fun Dream to watch. Master, where it it's fun to watch because if you look at the directors, they were up and coming, well known actors. Rennie Harlan did the uh, uh, Chuck Warriors. Russell. Chuck Russell, yeah. yeah. Johnny yeah. Depp did the first one. Yeah, yeah, and then he came back for Freddy's Dead for a cameo. And that was well. um, Tamara. It was a girl. It was a lady. Is it? A, oh yeah, it was the girl that lady that did half baked. Tam- Tamara Davis. Tamara Davis. Yeah, Who also did CB4. Yes. Yes. Tamara, Tamara Davis. What uh, a what a great gig for Robert England though. Oh, oh massively. Gosh. I mean, he still works cons from it. He always will work cons until the day he passes away. Good gig if you can he, get it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even Wes Craven for a large part wrote that. Yeah, and especially that because like you can't replace him. No, you can praise the guy behind a mask though. Unfortunately, yeah. and, and Kane did. Hodder did get fired. Unfortunately, and there was a big outrage for Kane Hodder being fired. <sighs> For Freddy. for my movie, yes, that's right. Well, but, but, but before we head on to that, what's your monster? What's your number? My one monster? monster. Oh, jeez, it's it's tough because I have a soft spot for Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. You love the classic stuff, yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, I also love Young Frankenstein as well. Oh, fuck yeah! Um, but oh man, it's tough. If I'm gonna have to go with slasher, slasher, oof, that is tough. I like Victor Crowley. I do. If you haven't watched the Hatchet movies, yeah. they are worth it. He is like the new age of American It was slasher. like an instant thing for you, too. It was, like it, as it soon was as you great. watched it, oh, this, like, there's, oh, it's so gratuitous. And, and it's practical effects, so especially gory. for a post-2005 yes. movie. That's practical. The can opener scene is yeah. amazing. It's I, I have you seen these uh, movies, Trevor? You know, I, this is now the third time in the last I think couple months that people have recommended the Hatchet films. I haven't seen oh. them. Basically, the shot is is Victor Crowley runs up behind this woman, puts his hand one hand in her mouth. Uh, up from the bottom, on the bottom of her jaw, and one hand over her and the forehead, spins and the around. camera spins around, and he tears the top of her head off. Oh, as a practical and the effect. Goes, blah, 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 yeah, and the tongue's just flying around. Oh, and she falls beautiful. over. Beautiful. Yeah. It's incredible. A similar scene I saw uh, that I saw recently that's like that. It was in Bone Tomahawk. No, oh, but the yeah. other way around. Yeah, yeah, with mm-hmm. the legs. Oh, anyway. the, yeah, where he they give away shake him out. Oh. Yeah, Bone Tomahawk. It's on Netflix now, by the way. Is it? Is it finally? Oh, yeah. That you know, it it may be a western, but that's just that's a good one for for Halloween night. That's that's a western horror film. Yeah, for sure. Which is rare. I I mean, is there any other western horror movies besides Man Burrowers? Oh right. Okay. Yeah, Burrowers, and then. 
from Dust Till Dawn Part 3, Hangman's yeah. Daughter. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Pulling that one yeah. out of the vault. Hey, they made all of the, they made a lot of those movies before the young whippersnappers see the, uh, the from Dust Till Dawn, the series, which is on Netflix now. They're like, there's actually other movies besides the first one. Yes. Yes, yeah. we know. <laughs> so, okay, I, I know you're dying because we've been talking about monsters and, and who's your favorite monster. Oh, and a quick but now shout you want out to talk- Godzilla, too, by the there way. There you go. Yeah. But now. They actually made essentially a monster cage match movie. Well, that's why I wanted to bring it because this is not Citizen Kane, by the way. This is not like <laughs> this is not even the top of like horror movies. It's not Star Crystal. It's not it's not Star Crystal. It's not Star Beast. <laughs> Fuck, it's not maximum overdrive. It's not even Prince of Darkness, it's which not is even a Prince fucking of classic. Green ooze, no. I brought Freddy versus Jason. And the reason I brought this is because this movie was like 20 years in the making. They were able to finally make this amazing cage match of two of the greatest horror villains or anti-heroes, if you if you will, of all time. And they do it very well. The storyline is pretty good. You know, I know mm-hmm. it's like a six sixty percent on Rotten Tomato, but like to actually get pretty damn the good. two characters together mm-hmm. makes sense. It actually worked. And, like, having Freddy fuck with Jason to go back to Elm Street to get the, him to start killing people, but to think it was Freddy to, in, in order to get his, the fear back up. Because that's the only thing that fuels Freddy is the fear. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's just amazing. And, I mean, what am I, it, it's got a kill it's, it's uh, got that I a, love in it. The body count, the kills in it are amazing. You're talking about the bed? Yeah, I'm talking about the bed. Oh, the the I uh, think that's the, the first sandwich. kill. That's the first kill, isn't it? It, uh, it technically is, cause technically. well, because the first kill is like a dream. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, it is. When he Well, first off, he stabs Stabbed him. him through the bed. Repeatedly. And then, you know, makes him into a donair and just... And just then the, the bed. <laughs> so good. But, it, it, the history behind this movie is insane. They tried mm-hmm. to make this movie back in 1987. They've been wanting to get Freddy and Jason together. Paramount and New Line have been like talking since 1987 to get this done, but because of politics, mm-hmm. it just never happened. I heard Robert Shea, who was who was running, he New was Line at the, the pivotal mm-hmm. of getting it, and he was also the one that came up with the. It, I would think it, I don't know how you would end this movie. I was, I think the ending they had was good, but it was still cheesy. Because mm-hmm. it technically is like, well, they're not really both dead. They are dead. They're not dead. But mm-hmm. whatever. But it, it's insane. So 1987, we get a new blood instead. So yeah. that's one of Steve's favorite. The it telekinetic. is. That, that's the one. It's the telekinetic one Girl. with Tina. Yeah, with and Tina. And it's the, Tina. It's the first one with Kane Hodder. With Kane Hodder. That's yes. Right. Yeah. And then they try it again. Okay. Well, let's try again. No, no, no. Fuck you. We're, we want Jason. So it's pretty much we want Jason to be in our Freddy movie and we want to have the rights for Jason. Fuck you. We want the rights to Freddy. We want Freddy in our Jason movies. And it's like this, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. So we get Jason Takes Manhattan. Thank you very much, you cocksuckers, you sons of bitches. Featuring the Skytrain. Featuring the Skytrain. Featuring, I think it was Bunsen Lake yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Or call, yeah, but Which whatever. would feature again in Freddy vs. Jason. Which would re- come again in Freddy vs. Jason. So basically you're saying New York was Vancouver. Yes. It was Vancouver. Doubled for yeah, it, yes. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Granville Station was a Manhattan subway station. Oh, yeah. You gotta <laughs> use that long but escalator. You we got to. another Kane Hodder. And Kane Hodder was... He was getting... Kane Hodder's Jason was very aggressive. He was fast. He was in your face. And he did the head tilt, he which Jason hadn't tilt. done before. So it was cool, but he was very bulky. He was very fast. He was very aggressive. So 
we're now at the point where Sean Cunningham has gotten the rights back to the, to the Jason movies, to Friday, Friday the 13th, because he's like, this is a piece of shit. I want the rights back. He got the rights back. So now he's trying to make Freddy versus Jason again. He can't because now, you know, it's just like we're trying to get a script. We're trying to get this done. This done. He's like, OK, fine, whatever. Let's go make Jason goes to hell. That's all right. So they go make Jason, Jason goes to hell, which ends with the claw. Freddy's claw coming out of the ground, grabbing the mask. And we're like, OK, we're going to get it next. Never happens. No, we got Jason X. We have Jason X. And then that one Jason flops. So now new lines going. Okay, let's get this shit done. Let's get Freddy versus Jason because nothing's happening. Oh yeah, New Nightmare was in there too. So that yeah. was another reason why we didn't. Which get... Which is brilliant and underrated. It was after that, yeah. Jason Goes to Hell. Was New Nightmare. New so Nightmare actually was a very good film. It was actually scary. scary. It's actually scary. Yeah. A lot of people don't talk about that. No, one. no. it's actually very well done. It's very underrated. You got to watch. It's a fucking brilliant movie. And the alternate reality Freddy Krueger is amazing. With the different scar tissue but anyway that happened so now we got jason x so okay finally they're like okay this is bombed this didn't do so well now we have both the characters let's get this done well the problem is now we don't have a script so <laughs> 18 scripts later and six million dollars with 12 three diff- directors three directors and 12 different writers and 18 different scripts we finally got freddy versus jason for us to just consume and just love and my only issue with freddy versus jason is the direction that's my only problem because i didn't not, like ronnie you i'm not a really big fan of ronnie you i mean ronnie you is all, 51st state motherfucker and what is his other horror movie uh, Bride of Chucky. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> like his hor- his action chops are there. His horror chops aren't great. They're more jokey. Well, didn't that than the is that Bride of Chucky the one where Jason Ritter gets smoked by a truck and then gets the nail gun to the face? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, it's just it's fucking just gratuitously ridiculous. He also did it's, Warriors of Virtue. Uh, it, it's all com. It's all like mostly comedy driven. But he did give us Jet Li's Fear- Fearless. Which Fair was- enough. Yeah, fair enough. Amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That's true. But um, we didn't have Kane Hodder for this movie. We did have Robert Englund because no, who else is going to play him at this point? Unfortunately, we will never know what happened with that because it's Ronnie. You didn't want him. New Line didn't want him. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make goes any back sense. and forth. I like the change they went with with Ken Ken, Ken Kersinger because he was local. slow. Yeah, he wasn't cumbersome. He was just he was slow and methodical. Whereas Kane Hodder was like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you." Well, what's what's the rule? Uh, you remember uh, Beyond the Mask, The Rise mm-hmm. of Leslie Vernon? There's the rule as an unstoppable killer is you have to look like you're giving no effort while everyone else is running their fucking asses yeah. off. Yeah, and Ken did that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. And also, I think it may have to do with the height issue because Kane Hunter wasn't tall and Ken was 6'5 or something. And oh, Ronnie, bigger, bigger. Ronnie wanted that height difference yeah. to really be noticeable. Well, because our, our Jason that came afterwards in Freddy, uh, Friday the 13th, the remake that uh, Marcus Nispel did, yeah. we had an even bigger... Yeah, Derek Jason. Mears. Derek Mears was even bigger. Who I really like. I like Derek Mears yeah. a lot, too, but... I, I, none of the none of the big guys hold a candle to Tyler uh, Tyler Myers as uh, Tyler. What's his name? Uh, Tyler Labine. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, the the massive Michael Myers in uh, in uh, Rob Zombie's oh, movies. Oh, it's Sabretooth. Yeah, Tyler Maine. Tyler Maine. Tyler yeah. Maine. That guy's Holy fucking. Shit. He's huge. like seven foot tall or something. Yeah, that guy should be a professional wrestler. That guy's. Fucking he was. massive. No, he's not. He's just like a stuntman. And, no, but he's Canadian and as well. Same with Derek Mears. And yeah, he's from Saskatchewan. He was yeah. actually in the X-Men movies. Yeah. 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 He was Sabretooth. Yeah, yeah Sabretooth. That's just right. fucking killer. Uh, obviously, you did a bunch of the research on Freddy versus Jason. So I didn't have to do much because I watched no, the shit out of, of that course. movie. Uh, 
two alternate endings that were planned for it. <laughs> the first one it was actually filmed. Which is, is the sex scene one where he returns into Freddy at the end. Oh, okay. So there's three then. Yeah. Because that, that one was actually filmed and screened, and then everyone is just like, well, does that mean Freddy won? Does that mean Will's turning into Freddy? Like, what's going on? Where's Jason? And that's why they changed it. Oh, right. Which is actually on the Blu ray. Uh, it's, on on it's, on, it's on the DVD. Yeah. yeah. Where it, what, what happens, listeners, is at the end, the, the boy and the girl who survive actually finally have sex. Martin like, Kikina and uh, Jason Ritter. Yay. Yeah. Wee. To have sex, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Will in the movie grows a claw hand and slashes at the girl, and and then and like she chases her down, and that's it. And it's just like, okay, well, that's how it ends. And okay, yeah. cool. how did Catherine Isabel die in that film? She played Gib. Oh, she was uh, she got killed in the dream. She was in the cornfield all high, and she passed right? out. And yeah, then the guy right. got stabbed through. Remember? Yeah, and, and then Freddy's the like, air. "No, she was mine." Right? Because she's yeah. in, she's in the she's in the closet in the boiler. And the guy room. was gonna rape her, and yeah. then Jason stabs them both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one is funny because that that's when he flings yes, the guy funny. through the air. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, the rape's funny. <laughs> rape's not funny, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Jesus Christ, thanks, Maddie. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about the. There's two. Uh, there's two versions of an unfilmed ending, and it just came down to rights and and just too much stuff going on. Because uh, the end battle happens at Camp Crystal Lake. Um, Freddy versus Jason are both dragged. Uh, their fight drags them into the lake. But then the lake drains. Yeah. And all these chains come out. And then Pinhead's there in the middle. And he goes. And I believe he has a, uh, one of those like, pivotal lines of like, should we play this game now? Or something like that. Is like, oh, that would have been awesome. Yeah. But then there was an extra one. I don't know if you heard about this one. The gladiatorial the extra battle? one no. where you hear a chainsaw running. No, and Leatherface. And it, no, not it's Leatherface. Ash. Ash. Yeah. Ash taking on Freddy versus Jason and Pinhead. They were talking about that for a while. Yeah, they were talking about that. And they actually did a comic book. They did do a comic yeah. book. Yeah, that's what's the greatest thing about some of these things that don't work out in any genre, really, especially when it comes to oh, action. Especially horror, horror and, and pop culture yeah, horror. Like anything oh, to do with reanimate or all that kind of stuff. Is Dynamite or other comic book companies were like, well, why don't we just take the script that is just gathering dust, get an artist, and we can just put it the fuck out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's why you have comic books. like Ash versus Freddy versus Jason is fucking amazing. Is it? it is I never amazing. got to pick it up. Oh yes, it's uh, so much fun. Uh, see, I'm I'm re- I'm actually reading uh, uh, Army of Darkness versus Reanimator right now. Just yeah, so to and see Ash and uh, Herbert West in the same book is actually really, 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 really quite funny. Um, but we're kind of like getting near to uh, the you know the end of our first Couch Lock episode. Yeah, holy here. crap! Uh, time flies when you're having fun. And you're just uh, shooting are, the are, shit. Are we gonna like say like maybe at the very end like what our all time favorite horror movie is? Ooh. Um, yeah, I, I would I would like because we brought like like certain subjects. I'm sure those not your all time favorite horror movie. Uh, you see, that's that's, that's, that's always a tough, tough question it's because tough. It, yeah, it's always a so fluctuation many. about what slasher feeling. What uh, about favorite genre of horror? Yeah, subgenres. Yeah, that's yeah. what I always do. Um, I. I like Japanese. Yeah, I know. Korean. Yeah, you're into the, you're into that Asian uh, type, of, type of stuff. Um, I I enjoy the uh, the crazy the 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 crazy homicidal Martyrs. murder ones and stuff like that. How did you know that I was going to pick Martyrs? <laughs> fucking Martyrs. <laughs> I fucking love the movie Martyrs. I I think it's just such a phenomenal piece of work, and it's a movie that honestly came out of nowhere, but. 
I'm going to push that one aside right now. And I'm going to say the movie, the last movie to actually scare me was record. Oh, wreck. Wreck, wreck is going to be the movie that I go out as saying that that's my number one right now. Yeah. Let's, let's do that then. Not your favorite horror. Cause that's tough. It's tough. What's the last movie that scared you? You, yeah. say, you say wreck. I said wreck. Wreck is mine. Trevor, what was the last one that scared you? I have no one that put you in the fetal position recently. What was that one again? Don't breathe. Oh, yeah, don't breathe. Yeah, was that the last one? Yeah, you know what? Don't breathe. I was trying to think if I'd seen something recently that scared me. Yeah, but I think don't breathe is probably the recent one that uh, scared the shit out of me a little bit. I, I I get scared of horror movies really easy, especially jump scares always get me. <laughs> so do we yeah. not, we're not going to bring up Lights Out, which you hated? Oh, Lights Out was terrible. Okay, those are good. really bad. Those are really bad jump scares. <laughs> but I'm a sucker for supernatural horror as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So anything to do with uh, demons and whatever. Yeah. That stuff scares me. So, Maddie, what was, as our guest, what was the last thing to scare you? Nothing scares me. I'm invincible. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking jerk. <laughs> he set us up. He literally set uh, us up. No, it's tough, you know, because I'm trying to think, like, what my all-time favorite horror is. I can't think of it. Mm-hmm. So now I'm thinking, like, what's the last thing that really, truly fucking scared me? And I can't think of it. It's really <laughs> bugging me, like... The Babadook? No. No? Like, anything recent? It like, Follows didn't bug me. The Conjuring didn't bug me. The second one didn't get, get anything out of it you? It was good, but it was, like, because I'm used to it. I'm used to the jump scares. I know what I'm looking for, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm trying to think of something that... Something that psychologically fucked with me. It follows though was was creepy as shit. Yeah, I, I found it agree. got really boring and derivative at the end. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. okay. I just wanted to get over with. I'm like, all she's got to do is just fuck somebody, and she's a girl. She's got to go walk into anything, and be like, who wants to fuck me? Okay, done. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a movie, and it's got to follow rules. It's a movie, but in real life, all she's got to do is just go anywhere and just tell any ask anyone to sleep with her, and it's done. Did you ever check out Goodnight Mommy? No. Is it an Austrian film last I've year? I've heard of that one. It's fucking disturbing. I think that one would really But you know mind. what? No, I'll tell you the truth. Now that you're talking about foreign movies, the last one that truly fucking disturbed me was I Saw the Devil. Ah, very nice choice. And, very. and one that apparently uh, the guys we talked about slightly earlier in the episode, Adam Wingard and uh, Simon Barrett are adapting, I guess. Oh, they're finally speak. doing it. Well, they have to get over the hurdle that was fucking Blair Witch, so... And if you're going to go with, like, intense, intense thriller horror, Chaser. Oh, Chaser. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Chaser. But I saw The Devil. That movie, it didn't, it just, like, messed with me because this guy sees his wife, like, disembodied or dismembered body and like he's got to hunt down the killer and he finds the killer and then he just lets the killer go it's cat and mouse he just and it's cat and mouse but he always knows what he's doing and and then but then the killer figures out what's going on and then it's like back and forth oh it's so good and it's intense i feel like trevor's got a slight smile on his face being like these guys and they're fucking korean (laughs) (laughs) oh man i'm a sucker for the korean oh i saw the devil there was a what's that new zombie train Train to busan Have we seen this already? It's all right. Yeah, see, Matt's 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 I'm been picky. The, yeah. Honestly, I'm everyone else that picky. I've been hearing, oh, like Train Busan is like the greatest film ever, and Matt's like, yeah, it's mm. that's okay. <laughs> like okay. he was, he was, and I, you know, I take Matt's word on it because Matt were I Matt would take I would too. Korean I would take the the girl with the gift as a revolution or revolution of the zombie genre than Train to Busan. Everyone's saying like Train to Busan's like a revitalization or revolution or whatever of the zombie genre and i don't think so like we needed one no it's 
been zombies for the last what ten years? Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait for girl with all the gifts. Honestly, yeah. that's what I've been told. A solid, solid, solid flick. Oh man, like I believe we could talk about horror <laughs> for another hour easily, easily without taking a break and and probably downing more of these beers that Trevor brought us. But uh, we should probably. Uh, Get out of your ears, everybody. Um, I, I want to thank my good friend, one of my best friends on this planet, Matty Dubs, for, for oh, joining us thank you. for uh, the very oh. first Couch Lock. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Steve. Yeah. Hey. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, Matty, how long yeah. have we known each other for? I can't even remember. It's been that long. 15, 17, 18 years? It's probably going on 20. I heard the story. Something like that. But, Something yeah, like we'll that. Repeat it. We've always been good friends. I've seen this guy put face makeup on to go to a Marilyn Manson concert. So. There's my that, there's <laughs> no doubt that I'm a horror fan. That's yeah. the bonding right there's there. No, there's bonding no doubt. There's right things there. I've seen that I, I can't yeah, get out of my exactly. head. Exactly. There's there's things that seen that Maddie should not talk about on podcasts. And I didn't even go to that concert. I just helped him put <laughs> yeah. his face makeup yeah, that's, on. That's, that's, that's when you know you're a good, that's friend. A good friend, right? Yeah. That's, that's a good yeah. buddy. But um, Maddie, your people can communicate to you if you want to. Yes, you can get me on the tweets and the instagrams at maddie dub 604 and we're gonna have maddie back again because this oh. is just way too much fun all the time i don't even think we've uh, cracked the crust of this pie that is maddie dub's cinematic mind no so it's uh, deep it, it's, it is it's cold it's it's sometimes it's cold in the middle but it's bountiful we heated, we heated it up wrong and and it's not really alimodable it's like when you put it in for three minutes thinking it'll be good <laughs> and just then it's cold in the middle it's, it's Mom, cold my pizza pocket is not warm all the way through i'm gonna troll people on the internet because of you now fuck you you might Mom. get a little moist but <laughs> the rewards are so worth it exactly and trev yo and you my partner in crime my my flicks anonymous uh, uh co-gun we as we mm. uh we shoot down bad movies and raise up good movies on flicks anonymous yep we're we're on we're onto a whole new platform now with this uh, couch lock, which is very much more free for him, and I'm very excited Dude, about it. I freaking love this. Yeah. I could just anybody could just. I mean, people are listening right now, but anybody could just sit between you two and just like listen, because like as a fan <laughs> and as someone who loves film, because you guys are just so off the cuff and so good at it. Um, but yeah, man, it's such a good time to sit here and do free form type podcasting. And yeah, it was a good subject matter. That's for sure. This time. Fuck yeah. And people yeah. always can uh, reach you as always. Yeah. At the Trev Duick on the twit. Beautiful. And I am at the Steve dead. Um, and our, our show, uh, if you want to get at, uh, uh, either Flix anonymous or on coach lock, it's the same Twitter. It's at Flix anon. We're still using that one. And yeah, uh, it's great. Figuring out what's going forth with everything else. And uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, joining us on uh, a different style of platform than we've been used to for the, almost a year now. Um, but we will be bringing a lot more interesting shit. Uh, just the ideas that are flowing for Couch Lock are, are just fucking ridiculous. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And honestly, if you have any ideas of what we should talk about... By all means, tweet us or message us, however you want to. Yeah, we're also on Facebook as well. Just look yeah. up Flixing On as well. And uh, thank you, everybody, for checking us out on our very first episode of Couch Lock. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.